Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGG Cast. Welcome, everyone, to Good Night and Good Game, your geek news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is our producer, Tony. Hey. And our co-host, Hector. Hello. And this week on the show, after the news, we're going to be talking about nerdy fall rituals. Mm. From game and movie recommendations to just being the reason for the season. Because to quote a friend of mine, we are all basic bitches for something. Before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. Hey, guess what, everybody? The PT script is basically done. I am just <laughs> tossing a couple more questions in at the end, and we will be ready to record, so please look forward to that soon. By the way, it was a project. It's it, it, Wow, it is a project. Um, but I think you guys are going to have a really great time. It's going to be super educational, super fun. Uh, with all that out of the way, it is time for The Prelude. Prelude. All right, this is the prelude. This is what we've been doing with ourselves this week, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what has been occupying our free time. Uh, Hector, are you ready to go? Yeah, you bet. Uh, let's see. What did I do? Um, I watched uh, Star Wars Visions. Okay. Star Wars Visions is the Disney Plus show that is uh, several episodes of anime um, from different studios based in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of Jedi because the anime took the anime sensibilities and made a lot of sword fights happen, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, look, uh, uh, an old friend of mine has been saying recently that the Jedi are the least interesting part of Star Wars. And mm -hmm. the Jedi and the Sith are just like, there's, there's so much better stuff out there that we can be looking at. And, and, and to a large part, I agree. But after watching this series, and I binged it, I did, mm -hmm. I hit play and eight episodes later, I got the final credits on the final episode. And I was like, aw, I wanted more. <laughs> like it was very, very fun. It was very, very anime. It was very exciting. Mm -hmm. And it made some really, really interesting choices with Jedi and Sith and all the different things in between mm -hmm. and what that might mean in, you know, different locations and different scenarios. It was super cool. Can't recommend it enough. Um, adults and, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't go any younger than, like, eight with this, but it wasn't, like, hardcore. There's just It's a lot of samurai jedi sword fight so you know some folks get dismembered but right. you know it's it's not super graphic because it's star wars right but yeah can't recommend it enough second thing i did um probably the only other thing i no 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 two other things uh first thing uh is diablo 2 okay. uh, a friend of mine bought me a copy of diablo 2 because you have been on, remake. A, on, on a no Oh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very much on a, 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 a no Activision, no Blizzard kick right now. Yeah. But a uh, very best friend of mine from high school who we must have logged hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in Diablo 2 back in the day mm -hmm. between senior year of high school and freshman year of college. Uh, we just we just had to play it again. Mm -hmm. And it is working for me. I will say that. I booted it up with almost no issues. It recognized my PlayStation 5 controller immediately mm -hmm. and gave me PlayStation button prompts, which was very nice. Mm -hmm. it, um, and the game plays well with a controller. It actually plays so comfortably with a controller that I just switched to it. Mm -hmm. And now that's how I play, except for item management. I just take my hands off my controller and grab my mouse and keyboard and right. manage Way the easy. items in my sure, inventory. Sure, yeah. But for walking around and hitting things and doing Diablo stuff, I use my controller because I don't have to click everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's actually very relaxing. It's a relaxing way to play Diablo too. So I know that there's a large number of people who um, the game is not launching for. Like it straight up will not launch from the Battle.net 
client um, or it just crashes on launch. And Blizzard says, uh, we're working on it. Give me a few days. The game's been out for a week. So I don't I don't know. Uh, they'll fix their shit eventually. Maybe, maybe they won't. They're Blizzard. Who gives a shit? Mm. Um, uh, I had a good time with Diablo 2. If it's really, really, really your jam and you know you're going to like dive into it and remember it and all of that, I uh, do your research before you buy it because your computer might not play it. But... Mm. <laughs> For me, it's worked out well. I really don't want to endorse this product. Right. But I've been having a good time with it. So mm -hmm. that to take with that what you will. The last thing that I did is I played a game that's actually good. I played um, Outer Wilds. Mm -hmm. Outer Wilds is a, another time loop mystery. Okay. Um, much longer than 12 minutes. You actually have 30 minute cycles in this game. Okay. Well, the thing is, you wake up on a planet and it's um, surprisingly small. You know, you look up and there's a canyon and you can see your moon orbiting around you. You can see the sun off in the distance. Mm -hmm. You can see a satellite floating around your planet. It's all very beautiful and very well done. And you wake up and they're like, hey, it's your first time to fly. And you go and you do a little tutorial and you talk to the people in the flight museum. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like they're NASA. Um, something super spooky happens that I won't ruin. And then you go and you take off in your ship for the first time now that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um... And while you're exploring the galaxy, the, 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 the solar system that you have, um, very slowly in your little ship, uh, just going towards the next clue they gave you, about half an hour later, the sun explodes and the entire uh, solar system is wiped out. And then you wake up and it's the exact moment you woke up before. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to do the tutorial again because you already know the launch code. So you get in the elevator, go to your ship, get out there and be like, okay, why did everything just explode? What did I miss? <laughs> and there are five different planets around the solar system. They all have interconnected puzzles. So far, I've only been through one black hole that took me to somewhere completely different and through one piece of floating space bramble that is larger on the inside than it is on the outside. Let's just say there's a lot of very, very interesting puzzles in this game, mm. and the entire thing is connected, and your goal is to figure out why it keeps exploding and stop it. I don't think I'm anywhere near that, but I'm having the time of my life. Is it a first-person really game? It's so cool. Is it third-person? It is first-person. It's entirely first-person, mm. um, and the space controls are very realistic, meaning when you get out there and you're free-floating, there's no up, there's no down, there's pitch, yaw, roll, and there's acceleration in literally any direction you can imagine and it's very easy to go too fast and bypass the thing you're aiming for <laughs> okay so when you're looking at things and you'll love this as a fellow expands fan whenever you're looking at an object you have how far it is away uh, which is a number that's usually rapidly decreasing and how fast you're going in meters per second and you really want those to like be at the same point at some point so you don't smash face first into what you're going towards or right. just fly right by it and have to turn around it's a huge waste of fuel and in every one of these runs your oxygen can run out and your fuel can run out mm. but there's a very cute technology in this game this game's very cute by the way it's not at all gritty or realistic it's very cartoony in a very fun way mm. Um, but yes, there's uh, oxygen and fuel you have to worry about for every run, but you can replenish your oxygen by standing near trees. And <laughs> when you have other astronauts from this planet that have gone up into space, and when you find some, they just planted their emergency trees, and now they can breathe where they are. It's super cute. And it's a fun way to refill your oxygen because if you run out of fuel and you're not in your ship and you're just out free-floating in space, you can use your oxygen for fuel. Mm. If you ever want to almost shit yourself, use your oxygen <laughs> for fuel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To just get to where you're going. Wonderful game. Can't recommend it enough. I could talk about it for 20 more minutes. Maybe I will Steam when game I beat Pass? it. What is it? It's on everything, but I have it on Steam. Okay. Got it. All right. Uh, Tony, what'd you do this week? Uh, I wanted to talk 
briefly about Foundation. Mm-hmm. The first three episodes of it are out on Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. And, oh man, that is good. Yeah. It is such a good show. I can't really explain too much of it without spoiling massive amounts or if you know what the book is about. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Galactic Empire is about to fall apart and the big guy, mathematician says, hey, uh, we got, we're, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to die, guys. And the ruler, very unhappy about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where the, this beginning of the story launches. And then there's like another 10,000 years between things. So mm-hmm. it's, there's, there's some time differences you got to deal with. Okay. Uh, it's a very heavy space opera-y. Love it. Political interest thing. Okay. It's Isaac Asimov. It's fucking great. This is one of the things I didn't think I would ever see as a thing. So what is this on? Or what Apple is Plus. it? Apple Plus. Okay. Yeah. Foundation. So if you, love te- if you like Ted Lasso. I do. Um, yeah, and I've got Apple Plus because of the PS5. So yeah, there's um, it's time. There's another uh, Apple Plus book se- uh, that they turned into a series that was really good because mm-hmm. it just did the book. I heard the, <laughs> I heard good things about the one Jason Momoa is is in where everyone's blind. I don't see, know. I should I should watch more Apple Plus stuff. It sounds yeah. Like. Apple yeah. Plus has a lot of good things on. It's worth to get a month subscription and just like binge that. Like yep. cancel your Netflix for a month. Get Apple Plus. What well, do do that kind of, I mean, like, no, do that whenever. Like, plan yeah, your shit. Plan your shit. Plan your shit, guys. Like, I'm not telling you to do that at this moment, but found because yeah. foundation's not over yet. Yeah. And get to where your everything's wrapped up. Tad Lasso, Tad Lasso did just wrap up. Got to get your windows of months mm-hmm. in, guys. <laughs> Binge properly. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, because I've been watching this shit week to week at this point, uh, it's kind of problematic. Is foundation is week to week, mm-hmm. and so is Doom Patrol. I've only seen the first episode. I was going mm. to be like, okay, James, before you start, I need to talk about Doom Patrol. Oh, but see, I'm I, haven't glad finished, that... I haven't finished the first season. Oh, okay. So, so season three. No, season three is great. It has four episodes out, and I have the fourth one I'm going to watch tonight. Yeah. So, uh, uh, season three is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen the first one. I will say to fans who have watched the show, season two ended very abruptly, and this was because of COVID. Mm-hmm. They basically had to very obviously wrap up the show at episode eight, which there was at least one more episode to go. So it felt like ending a season on episode eight. It really, really did. <clears throat> so what they did with the first episode was they kind of like tried to wrap up the rest of season two. And mm-hmm. I thought they did a really great job. The show is, as That's always... actually, uh, that happened in The Flash as well. Mm-hmm. I went back and, and I'm not actively watching CW shows anymore, but they make great background noise. Yeah. And so I put on the, the latest season of The Flash that hit Netflix. And so I'm watching, I'm like, why am I so confused as to what's going on? And then you get like three episodes in and you could tell that's when the actual season finale was for the last uh... season. And then they start the new season immediately after that. Okay. So it was just kind of like jarring to go to, to hit the turn that transition doom patrol is one of the shows that i I actively have to pay attention to it is very much so this season is so wonderful on how it it's keeping exploring the universe that they've created and even some other dc characters i'm not going to spoil anything for anybody because if you don't recognize them fuck off if you did hey good job um (laughs) the um Doom Patrol is, is is so much fun, and people need to get on board so we can, they'll keep making more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on HBO point, Max. Yeah, HBO Max. It's on on weekly. Mm-hmm. If you at this point, if you're gonna hop on and watch 
John Oliver. Yeah. Just watch a fucking episode of Doom Patrol when you're Do doing that. it. And Harley Quinn while you're in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Watch mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. Uh, so I got two things real quick oh, to mention. That's my background um, that I've been that I've been watching. Uh, so I start and finished Midnight Mass, oh, which shit. is I, which is Mike Mike Lennigan's new show. Uh, if you loved Bly Manor, if you loved Haunting of Hill House, um, this might be his best work. I don't know. I really love Haunting of Hill House. All right, I'm gonna binge it. This um, weekend. M- uh, Midnight Mass is only seven episodes. Oh, he makes the most of every episode. Okay. Um, I would not watch it all in one sitting. I did break it up over the course of a couple of days and felt that it was easier to process that way. Uh, but I do want to come in and warn it is a slow burn show. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly. Apparently this show has been in the back of his mind for like 20 years and he's actually been working on a script for it for like, however, like 20 years or some shit like that. Um, and there are actually jokes. There, there are joke <laughs> references yeah. um, in uh, Gerald's game and a couple of his other shows where in the background, you'll send a, a book that actually says midnight mass uh, okay. um, because he never thought this script would ever get made. Um, but because he's so good on Netflix, he Netflix asked him like, so what do you want to do next? Yeah, and he was like, got? um, I've got this script I've been doing for like 20 years. And he was like, and they're like, yeah, sure. Fucking do it. Um, and they're like, oh, it's going to because of filming during COVID. It's going to be mm. during isolation. He's like, yeah, that works. And so the whole story, all I can tell you about midnight mass is it, it's a preacher arrives on an Island, um, that only has 127 people on it. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a small fishing Island that's slowly dying off, mm-hmm. um, because the, the world has changed around it. Um, and when he arrives, um, miracles start to happen on the island. Mm, okay. And it's stuff. It's stuff happens. <laughs> but it is slow. It is a slow burn. It, do not expect the every episode is going to leave you with a cliffhanger. They don't do that. Um, he wants to tell the story that he wants to tell. And if you respect that, then you're absolutely going to love Midnight Mass. Um, the other thing that I've started, but I have not finished yet, so I won't give a full report on it, is that last night I started the Netflix show Squid Game. That is a South Korean movie or show um, that um, I don't know if I can recommend this to a lot of people, but it's definitely my shit. It's it, it, very much my shit. I like movies like Battle Royale and Old Boy. Yeah. And basically like Battle Royale and Old Boy, like Kissed, and this is what came out of that. Mm-hmm. And I and I love it. Yeah. That's that's my recommendation. I've heard it's, nothing but good it's things. It's been a long time since I've watched Asian cinema. Mm-hmm. I just it, it, a lot of those movies and shows fall off my list. Mm-hmm. And I had several people come up to me like, You need to watch Squid Game, like this is this is your shit. And I was like, okay, you don't know me that well. And I got one episode into it, and I was like, this is absolutely my shit. Yeah. So it goes places that I didn't think it would go. I'm not done watching it yet. But, yeah, just early recommendation, watch Squid Game. All right, that's everything that we have for the prelude this week. We're going to take a small break. When we come back, we'll be going into the news and our weekly raid. Weekly raid. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the Weekly Radar News Roundup for the week. And uh, let's kick things off in comics a little bit. Mark Miller will be launching a new comic in early 2022. It is called Night Club. Uh, In an interview with Mark Miller, he said that the concept started with something very, very simple. He said, what would you do if you were turned into a vampire as a teenager? He said, I basically thought about what I would have done if I was bitten by a vampire when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. I never would have killed people in dark alleys. I probably would have guzzled bags of blood in hospital storage units uh, and probably made some money as a superhero instead. And that's exactly what these kids do. This is a story about kids that decide to help people win every sports prize, take on the school bullies, make a little cash and have a good time. Uh, But of course, the vampires who bit them have other ideas. 
Um, as this comic is being created as part of an overall deal with Netflix, uh, but is being distributed by Image Comics, I think it's safe to say this is probably going to get adapted. I mean, it sounds like a super great show. I was, yeah, I mean, happy to read the comic, but like... like yeah, the, we knew that is, they were, the Millerverse was going to be a thing, yeah. and this is the first, I guess, kind yeah. of thing they're yeah, announcing I, for yeah, us. I, I, I could only <laughs> describe the show potential for this idea as juicy. So like yeah mm -hmm. like we we're it's, gonna see this. It sounds like it's gonna be very wholesome at first and then get a little dark. Mm -hmm. Which I again love it. Yeah. So yeah, super excited. It makes about me that. think how much if I got to remake a movie Transylvania Six Five Thousand, <laughs> I would like to do. That would be such a weird movie to remake because like nobody uses those kind of phone numbers anymore. You gotta dial internationally somehow now. We'll figure <laughs> out <laughs> what uh, is dialing <laughs> right. So for once. Oh, once on this show, we get to talk about DC's black label imprint, that being their quote for adults line, mm -hmm. without saying the word Batman. Sweet. In December, Swamp Thing Green Hell number one will be released. Dude. The premise is fairly simple. In the future, humanity is close to being wiped out. And the parliaments of the red, green, and the rot, which are the nature forces in Swamp mm -hmm. Thing, um, has decided that for life to start over, humanity needs to be wiped out. Yeah. And Obviously. Enter, this is probably the best decision. Enter yeah. Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. On DC Black Label. You, that you sounds fucking just awesome. sold me a comic right there. I, yeah. uh, we've been saying for ages that you know we love DC's Black Label imprint, but it seems like everybody that... They're all Batman. They're yeah, all Batman. everybody just wanted to write Dark Batman. It's like, guys, like we have Dark it, Batman. Batman's <laughs> always been dark, guys. Like, be creative. It's like, it was. It, don't turn out. it into the Batman angst fucking label. Yeah. It, it, and that's really did feel like what it was going to be. I've wanted a really cool Swamp Thing title for a while, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe this is it. This is a three-issue miniseries. Swamp Thing for a while, and like uh, three yeah. issues, awesome. Yeah, I like that. That is way easier to consume yep. when it comes out in a trade, and <laughs> yes. I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah, super excited. Like I, of all the news that I read over the week, this is the one that kind of got me the most hype because I was just like. I, anytime I read DC Black Label, I just know the paragraph's going to follow with, and here's the new Batman story they're telling. And I'm like, but I don't want that anymore. This time I'm he's like, circumcised. Yeah, like we got the, we already got one with Batwang, and that was too big of a controversy, so we had to take away the Batwang. So yes, please give us other stories. Give us Constantine Black Label. Give mm -hmm. us, you know, Swamp Thing Black Label. Let's do these things. Uh, let's see here. Oh man. But it is spooky season, and we do got to talk about some spooky stuff. This is not spooky at all, by the way. Um, October Games has announced and shown a trailer for an upcoming free-to-play game based around the Puppet Master movies. Nice. Uh, the Full Moon Horror B movies is what we are specifically talking about. Um, okay. Not... Not much is shown right now, but they did show a trailer for it, and it seems to be a 4v1 puppets versus human hunter concept. Okay, so I just... I. I fucking love the Puppet Master movies. I do they're too. just they're just so they're, 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 they don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. The last one I saw was The Littlest Rake. I've been wanting to see that one. Dude. <laughs> so you're the only other 
person I know that actually really Dude, enjoys them. Every time I bring up the Puppet Master movies, they're like, God, those are trash. No, Why do no, you watch no, that? I'm no, like, they're so much that's fun. my trash. Yeah, no, that was, it was me and Ross. We were watching that. Luckily, Aaron had fallen asleep <laughs> because she would have left the house. But uh, yeah, in the just to let you all know, what oh, I don't want to spoil this moment for you, though. So I won't talk about The Littlest Strike. These movies are insane. There are people get drilled in the eyes and like, you know, drilled in the ass and all kinds of horrible shit. It's a lot of body horror. There's a lot of getting fucked over by little puppets that mm-hmm. look like baby Hitler and shit. It's great. Watch it. Something that I, I don't want to point about this. All I, the whole family. And I'm not so yeah. saying like, oh, this is going to be the greatest game ever. But one of the things that when I first heard it was going to be like, you know, 4v1 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, asynchronous multiplayer. I was like, I was thinking to, I uh, can't remember the name of it right now, but there is that game where you can play all of the horror villains. You can play Ghostface. Dead and by Daylight. De- yeah, Dead by Daylight. Uh-huh. And one of the things that like... I get that it's the premise of the game, but the premise is it's like four survivors at a camp and then like one person plays Jason Voorhees. And I'm like, that's not a whole lot of fun. When I saw the puppet master is four people playing the fucking puppets. Yeah, that's dope. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like I would be down to play that and it's free to play. So I mean, mm-hmm. I might as well at least try it out. Yeah. Well, where would it be? It's just on PC. It's going to be on Steam. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, if it's free to play, um, willing to install for a weekend and yeah. you know try out, yeah. sure, because that just sounds like about the most amount of time I'm willing to put into it. But a really fun weekend. A weird part about the trailer when I watched it was that they showed the houses and everything. Uh, they were going through like the different rooms, like mm-hmm. bedrooms and, and bathrooms and stuff like that. And I was like, man, all this stuff looks like super low poly. And I'm I'm talking like early CD-ROM days low poly. Wow, but. When the perspective shifted to the puppet's angle, it kind of made sense because you did, you're looking at it from a different way. Right. You're okay. not looking at a grand overhead view of it. You're looking at it from the ground and, mm-hmm. and doing that. So this is also still an early development. So this this is pre-alpha. Yeah. It, it could get a lot more but All polished. the assets could change. Yeah. yeah. It will literally... like I, Complaining about graphics in a game that hasn't released yet is the bitchiest annoying oh yeah it is and that's one of those things like there's more things to complain about in games that haven't released yet (laughs) yeah but whenever it's literally says this is pre-alpha shit and somebody's bitching about and you're like yeah "Yeah, no everything and yeah yeah don't complain about games that haven't come out i'm very much of the mindset i mean like i've always been tired of people complaining with 343 whenever grog looks super dumb in that game coming out a year from now right. but in something like this you're like hey it looks like she's like it's we haven't released even a beta, alpha yet yeah. like yeah. fuck off yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i was giving the benefit of the doubt um because i am one of those people that when it comes to like superhero films we always get those like early teases of their costumes yeah and then everybody goes online they're like, god it looks so dumb. bad uh, i think that the last one i remember that really happening for was like quicksilver and like days of future past or something and i was just like wait till you see it in action the big it, one I it's rem- different when mm. the cg's added and everything happens it's the spectacle of the thing right yeah um chasing momoa again uh aquaman. aquaman oh man did they bitch about that suit mm. and he fucking looked amazing in it yeah. i was like damn <laughs> kind of want to lick those scales <laughs> jason momoa yeah it, honestly why the fuck did they put anything on him <laughs> <laughs> for most of the movie they didn't <laughs> yeah okay smartest choice they could have made <laughs> New movie is James called. James knew what the fuck he was doing. New movie is just called Jason Momoa and a speedo, and that's what it is for two hours, yep. and it will make millions. Yep, they just follow him around. It could be yeah. scales. It they like, make a scale uh, speedo thing. It's like, hey, if you go home for yeah. two weeks, what will you do most of the time? Swim? Can we film it? Can I have money? Yeah, sure. It's like then, yeah. yeah. And that's just the movie. And then you sell that movie, swimming. make a hundred million. Good. Uh, Netflix has acquired Night School Studios. <laughs> the bad guy is the credits. <laughs> 
so we, they've acquired Night School Studios, and they're going to begin work on their Netflix gaming team with them. Okay. Uh, Night School worked on Oxenfree, After Party, and Next Stop Nowhere. All great games, by the way. So these are this is their first acquisition for their new Netflix gaming studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty good one. To be perfectly honest, yeah, it is good. I mean, it, they're gonna. It, it's a studio that can tell the types of stories that would go well as companion pieces to TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, yeah, they, they have the kind of narrative voice that allows them to tell a story through gameplay that is meaningful and interesting, mm-hmm. and you know, isn't you know just hero protagonist marching to the right. So I haven't played Oxen Free, but from what I was, from the stuff I was reading, it seems like it's a, a live service kind of game, mm-hmm. uh, or at least it gets patched and updated pretty regularly. And there was a lot of questions that were being brought out about it, being like, "Well, if Netflix acquires this, what does this mean for this game?" Uh, they came out right at the front and said, "Look, Oxen Free is going to continue. Mm-hmm. It's still going to have development. It's still going to have its updates. All this stuff is still going to be in there. Um, don't worry about that. That was part of our agreement with Netflix mm-hmm. that you know we will be doing their stuff, but this game also gets to live in that." area as well so you know respect for that because it would have been easy to just say yep we took all the money and then shut the fucking servers off or something like that pretty much all right guys we gotta talk about this activision blizzard (laughs) has agreed to an 18 million dollar agreement for the u.s equal employment opportunity commission's lawsuit alleging gender discrimination and harassment at the company Okay, I retract my statement. Booyah. According, wow, that's like still like, it's it's like not a good number. No, like not near a, a good number. Um, so according to outlets, <laughs> um, any funds that go unused um, to that basically, if the victims mm-hmm. in that are listed in this, mm-hmm. um, anything that's left over from compensating them. Mm-hmm. Any of those extra funds will be going to various charities that will promote women in, video, in the video game industry and seek to improve diversity and inclusivity efforts. Mm-hmm. Also with that, uh, Blizzard has said that they will, and I quote, um, be upgrading policies, practices, and training to, pr- to further prevent and eliminate harassment and discrimination in its workplaces, including implementation of an expanded performance review system with a new opportunity focus, providing ongoing oversight and review of the company's training programs, investigation policies, disciplinary framework, and compliance by, a- by appointing a third-party equal opportunity consultant whose findings will be regularly reported to our board of dire- directors as well as the commission. Add two more zeros. So they will also, as part of all of this agreement, have be having to. Um, they're essentially going to be audited for the next three years. Right. That's they that's need that regardless. That. But yeah. that. Now this is just one of the several lawsuits. Right. It, 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 it's a settlement. I hope you know the people who are going to get this money. Uh, you know, live very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of, I mean, yes, Tony's right. Like if we wanted to punish the company, we would hit them much harder than this. But in this country, it's very hard to charge people more than like, you know, a couple million for doing a really terrible thing because we don't know how money works when it comes to suing people. We also can't charge companies because that would make companies look bad. And that's what America is. So we can't do that. Right. So this is a step, right? We are, we are there. It, we're, we are making progress. There, it is a thing, right? It's like it's like the, the the first cop who goes to jail for like doing something bad. You're like, well, it's something. Yeah. It's not. It's not a fix. It's not 
it, it, it's certainly not a solution, but it, it is a step in the right direction. Yeah. And I think we're going to be hearing a lot more of this as these uh, lawsuits kind of ramp up. We know, obviously, people are leaving the company um, that are problematic or they're being terminated. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that I know personally from just reading uh, game dev Twitter, which I hang out on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people who recently took up jobs at Activision Blizzard. And a lot of those people immediately kind of got trashed on a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the us, the rest of the Internet came to it and said, look, if change is going to happen, it's going to happen from inside the house. Yeah, always like, like, like the they're not going to tank this company. Right. And if in the, the, the outsource whatever they have to do, they're going to find a way to make their money because that's what they do. They make money. They don't make video games. They right. make money. They're going to figure out how to do My it. My favorite independent gaming company um, this week also announced... Bungie, that, Bungie's not an independent gaming company. Well, they're ties with China, but that <laughs> Bungie buys... Bungie, Bungie is an independent gaming company. I, I, I was just owned making, by anybody. I, I was making a joke. I didn't realize you were actually talking about Bungie. No, I am talking about Bungie because their <laughs> their CEO actually came out and said, "Hey, we've already like come out and said any of our bad stuff, announced it, anything that we've taken and a bunch of stuff that we're taking care of internally." And they also put out uh, that they're getting rid of their um, arbitration clause from all of their employees. They're like, "No, that's what our we need to get rid of that as an industry that we need to move on." Mm-hmm. And then they announced their uh, inclusion club that they wanted for uh, they keep making more clubs for the company mm-hmm. and so basically the inclusion they, club they, they kind of came of out that, and but. said like here is our timeline or what our roster looks like for uh, sh- showing to the rest of the industry that we are being inclusive and that we are wanting to you know oh, yeah, promote, no, diver- like pro- promote diversity within the company yeah no they already came out as like this is where our diversity is right now mm-hmm. and this is even by promoting diversity, once one of the things a from a Bungie post like a year and a half, two years ago, when they did the first uh, um, LGBTQ plus um, badge, mm-hmm. and then they did uh, the uh, Black Lives Matter badge. Well, mm-hmm. it's not that called that, but um, and they've added more and more. They did the uh, women's. Uh, workers uh badges and uh these are also clubs that exist within the company okay. and now this is the inclusion meant for anybody with uh disabilities specifically it's that's it. what the inclusion is for everybody should be able to play games right and the fact that they've been pushing out these clubs and then now they're like hey yeah we got to the industry needs to fucking change and we're going to start by getting rid of like one of the things that prohibits employees from seeking out the ability to seek repercussions against them. Right, yeah. Just for the uh, for anyone who doesn't know, forced arbitration is when, when you want to sue the company, there's a clause in your contract that says you cannot, you must settle with them internally. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's horseshit. Yeah, it's what kills it's, a lot of cases immediately. And a lot of, oh, yeah. Well, because you, <laughs> th- th- there's no case. Yeah, there's, there's literally no case. Under contract, you cannot bring legal action against them. You agreed to it already. Right. You put your name on that. Right. And a lot of companies, just by their very nature, had that just ingrained into their contracts. Well, yeah, uh, because every contract that I've signed with every company has had that in it in some way. Or in the, like, you're not allowed to. No, not, not me. <laughs> Oh, you never had the, you're not allowed to, the, the forced arbitration thing has been like all the customer service jobs that I've had on there. They're like, yeah. you're yeah. never allowed to it's, it's a nasty thing. them. It's, yeah. an, it's, it's a nasty, Oh yeah, nasty it's, it's an absolute horseshit thing. It, I, had it to sign, be I, I had to sign one recently myself. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you did. All right. So let's move on to some happier news. 
The world's worst-kept gaming secret was confirmed this week when Sony announced they have purchased Blue Point Studios, the company behind Shadow, the Shadow of the Colossus remake and, of course, the Demon's Soul remake. You're, so, yeah, you did. They, they, they took one of their toys and they just put it up on their shelf and was like, "Mine now." That's your shelf space. That's where, yeah. that's where you live. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was a shared this toy is, for a while, but yeah. now it's a, it's a mine. Yeah, toy. That, now you're up here and you do. <laughs> up t- fucking hopefully bloodborne <laughs> right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please just like redo bloodborne please at this do point. bloodborne i mean it makes sense right we're hearing you know, about all these uh, both on sony and microsoft side they're buying up studios left and right mm-hmm. the acquisition of blue point is not anything that like shocked the industry no it'd be I like for them buying sucker punch or naughty dog or you know all the other studios yeah. that just they deal with them yeah that was one of those ones that like you know i wake up in the morning check my social media see this announcement and i go Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that makes sense. That was going to happen. It, 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 it's a defensive move. It's so no mm-hmm. one else buys their shit. Yeah. Very, very true. Especially with the quality of Blue Points remakes. Yeah. I have the, not... the best in the industry by a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that they they already had that built-in relationship and that seems logically where it was going to end up being going mm-hmm. anyway. If they had jumped ship to anybody else, oh, that, that would have been like fucking, shit. that would have been weird. That would have been the craziest. That would have been weird. Well, I mean, if they, I mean, think about the the potential for like everything they do when it comes to so many classic games, so many classic games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that are willing to take on something like this. I want to see the Blue Point remake of fucking, you know, all the the whole Legacy of Cain series, mm-hmm. Blood Omen, and oh god, please, like like Blood Omen and Soul Reaver, like god, like come on, please. like like all of these games. There are so many games ripe for remakes. Also, for all of you done. out there uh, who have ever listened to me just rant and gush like about how much I love the Legacy of Cain series. Um, this last week, and this is not part of the news, this is just me giving a side tangent, the original, original Legacy of Kane, the one that's more of a Zelda game than it is a third-person action game. Like like Nintendo-style Zelda game. Yeah, like top-down action game. Um, hit good old games this week, and it's like six bucks. Yeah. And, I, and, and they misspoke, fixed yeah. it. They I, made it playable. Yeah, I, I misspoke. Not a Nintendo Zelda game. That's d- d- redundant. An NES-style Zelda game. That's yeah. how old this game looks. And, and, and don't get me wrong. The art is gorgeous. The game is very cool. Very, the very voice cool. acting is so good. Yeah, and it just bleeds atmosphere from <laughs> everywhere. But it, it, it is the an old game. straight up just like three polygons. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is an old game with old graphics that will run on your pc now because of good old games thank you good old games yeah and so yeah however that licensing got it's out there it's about (laughs) an eight hour game really 10 Mm -hmm. if you really put in the time for it um it is one of my favorite games of all time and i'm just so happy that it's a game that has been saved because there was a lot of legal loopholes they had to go through Mm -hmm. and i won't get into the history of crystal dynamics and how the legacy of kane um license was handled uh i believe ragnaroks on youtube may have done a video specifically about how the licensing was handled it's messy and it's gross and the fact that we now have a functional version of the pc port of legacy of kane is intense it's amazingly good it is like yeah like like game preservation at its finest so mm-hmm. yeah six bucks good old games go there play it do it have a good time it is spooky season that's my soapbox yeah, for the, for the I mean, episode like, i think i might do that over october now that i think about it let me just play yeah. blood omen again yeah do it since you know the last time i played it was on my playstation yeah on not my the, playstation not the playstation one which was the small portable version of the original yep. motherfucking playstation legacy of kane was one of my very first playstation games i, I knew i knew nothing about it i bought yeah, it used because it had a great cover and it then, didn't have a, that's how i rented it, it yeah and then i cover. just fell the it fucking looked, love it with had it. kind of a metal album cover-esque look 
Yeah, with and like I've, a vampire like holding yeah, a sword, and it's like yes, yeah. boy. Of People staked in the background. Yeah, big like, medieval vampire holding sword. Let's and go. it was like a fucking three disc fucking collection. It's so that thing like, was like that was one of those quadruple discs. It had opened up. On oh yeah, the, the jewel sides. case that like oh, opened God. here and opened. here. I just had the original yeah. one. Oh my God, we were so old. Oh yeah, the PlayStation Black one. Yeah, the PlayStation Black version of the game. Trying to explain. CD cases and the minutia of weird, fun designs that came oh, out. Yeah. Simon that's, that's, Simon yeah. Templeman can never be in his show because the moment he's in it, like the, I just point at the screen and I'm like, "That's Kane." Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, sh- I shit you not. Um, I I did not watch Buffy and Angel when they originally aired. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched them way later at a friend's recommendation, and they're like in season five or six or something. There's like the Reaper episode, mm-hmm. and like I hear. Simon Templeman's voice. And I'm like, that's Kane. Like, that's him. That's him. He's that's finally him. here. Like him. And, and it's like that. Like I, there was a show that we used to watch called the neighbors. He was like one of the, yeah, ma- he was, was the, the one, I love the neighbors. The, one of the main characters on, on it. And I'm like, he's a, th- y'all, you got to know that the legacy of Kane, the voice, a very funny the guy. voice <laughs> actors that they got for the legacy of Kane franchise mm-hmm. were not voice actors. They pulled people from theater. Yeah, like, like they're like, there's a theater down like, the street. I bet you they want some cash. Yeah, they're like, here's all these Shakespearean, classically trained actors. You're going to voice characters in this. Read these and lines. Hand it up. You're a vampire were... in the Middle Ages. Go. Yeah. When that, when the, uh, the original, when the Legacy of Kane came out, and adding human voices to video games still wasn't the it, most yeah, it was, common it, thing. It was not. There wasn't like a right. job of, I want to yes. be it, This a... is the PlayStation <laughs> 1. Like, like remember how <laughs> rare voiceover in these video games are. It was amazing that there were so and many in Metal like Gear Solid. It's fully narrated. Yes, it is. It's fully narrated. Not only does the character speak to other characters, but he has a voiceover you. <laughs> going throughout the game, and he's talking to you about what he's doing. It's very... Um, Super giant games in that way, almost mm. like Bastion, where the yeah. narrator is always talking to you, the player, and not Temple, the, ab- Simon Temple about like, the game. He hams it up the whole time, especially oh, yeah. because every time you pick up an item in the game, there's like these really elaborate descriptions. <laughs> like this is like the blade of chaos that's used to eviscerate my. F-. And he just hams it up. And oh yeah, so good. Like, like I wish we could play you a clip right now of this voice <laughs> acting. You'd get exactly what we mean. But look it up online, like Legacy yeah. of Kane Blood Omen, and just listen to some of the voice acting. Some it's of the- Wonderful. Some of the best stuff you can watch on YouTube if you're a Legacy of Kane fan and have never seen it is um, when they were doing the production of the later, later Legacy of Kane games, like the Soul Reaver series, mm-hmm. they always recorded together. Uh, they, they didn't do separate booths. Nice. And you can find them, uh, the outtakes, on YouTube. And it's literally them, like, in character, just, like, shit-talking, but the real person. Yeah. So, like, Kane talking to Raziel, and he's just like, why didn't you bring me tacos for lunch? <laughs> and it's just like, the the world, it's so good. It's just so good. I love this franchise so much. Thank you, good old game, for bringing Legacy of Kane back. Like, seriously, six bucks, go get it. Makes yeah. me hopeful for the future of the franchise. Yeah, mm, absolutely. God, yes. Outside Please. of that weird battle royale we don't talk about that it's been canceled (laughs) this week phil spencer head of xbox opened up as to why they've been very cautious about getting their franchises as tv shows or movies um there was a lot of discussion in the interview you can find online but it kind of all boiled down to this um a games games make way more money than tv or movies Mm -hmm. b if a given piece of media uh let's say for the sake of argument like halo has a bad movie or TV show, it can impact the brand in such a way that they lose future customers. It can. Most of the time when video games do stuff like this, it's to sell the game harder. One of the 
best things I ever read about League of Legends was that they do pro leagues. They lose money on pro leagues literally every year. Mm-hmm. But because people watch pro leagues, they go play the game and they buy skins. Mm-hmm. That is why the pro league for League of Legends exists. Yep. This is the same when games, because video games do make much, much, much more money than TV or movies. Mm-hmm. The game industry alone makes more money than TV and movies combined and then multiplied by like 10 times. But if you can get more eyes on your franchise, people will come to your property. Mm-hmm. That's for whatever reason, definitely what's happening to The Last of Us. Even though it's a very good story, they probably just want more eyes on it because they want to know if they want to make it a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to make it a thing, but I'm very interested in the story. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know what properties from Xbox I would really adapt and do TV shows. Maybe there's something in Fable. Um, I think Gears of War could work. Gears of War could work, but that... Yes, it absolutely could work. It also sounds monumentally expensive to does, do absolutely. well. Yeah, that is true. And I, if they're going to put the money into it and give it to like Neil Blomkamp or something, I think it would be incredible. Mm. But they, they just have to do that. is a brilliant idea. <laughs> yes. Because I remember his work that he did back in the day for Halo. Yeah. And we already know Halo is coming out on Showtime mm-hmm. eventually. Maybe One day. They're, they're, they're yeah. trying. It's... It's like the Why the Last Man, which I think is on Hulu at this point. And I'll believe yeah. it when I literally press play. It's 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 on Hulu right now. We could watch it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about doing it at some point this this weekend. Yeah. Uh, which is why I brought it up. Hey guys, have anybody else watch it? We no, should, I haven't. No, no? 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 we should okay, probably cool. watch yeah. Why the Last Man. Um, <laughs> with the properties that they have available to them, and they've bought so many studios, mm-hmm. they have a lot of IPs they could choose from to turn into. Uh, additional revenue things. But why? Why do I need a... You already tried to do a MMO version of... That fantasy... That fantasy shit. Yeah, so uh, you Skyrim. Made, they already tried yeah, to do a fucking okay. MMO of Skyrim, and that didn't do the brand very well at all. And but it's, you made a really well, good point successful. earlier today in one of the chat rooms we hang out in all the time when someone uh, talked about them making another Willy Wonka movie. You said, what new story is there to be told in this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like, why do we need any more Willy? Like, like what new shit are you going to say about Willy Wonka? I would and like with, a movie that just says brush your teeth for an hour and a half. That'd yeah. be great. I, I can just say that, like, at people. <laughs> for you, you can just film me saying it to people. Brush your teeth, motherfucker. But yeah, so... Uh, what I'm saying is there are franchises with more story that needs to be told, but many of them don't make any sense. Yeah. So there's not a lot of reason to port most video games to TV or movies, as we found out very well in the 90s and early aughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason, I don't, and there's a reason like I don't want a Bioshock movie to be made. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is entirely contrary to, I'm going to bring up a Bungie thing again, what they're doing, which is trying to prepare to release way more media. But it um, seems like Bungie wants to have very hardcore control yes, over they it. want yes. to, that's the, the reason why they're been, uh, they've been building out these internal or teams now externally with getting more of the fans involved of the, hey, you really like this, come join so we can make a better product because they want to go into not just comic books, mm-hmm. which they've already, exper- they've already done some of, mm-hmm. um, more animated things, obviously. I'm guessing things animated within the engine or mm-hmm. a, a engine. I mean, to Hector's earlier um, point, um, Riot Games, uh, League of Legends is about to take off. Yeah, I mean, League of Legends. Oh, they're they're, super they're about, about to have about some, to do a bunch of story like video games. They're doing video games stuff and, and the individual games per characters that mm-hmm. 
I don't give a shit about their League of Legends characters. No, not at all. Some of those games just look fucking cool to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just... I saw the trailer for the, the new anim- the League of Legends anime, and I was yeah. like, God, I haven't played League of Legends in like 10 years, but fuck, man, I kind of want to watch that anime. Never once, never once opened it. Yeah. There's a Monster Hunter Kids anime that's on Netflix right now. Yeah, that mm. could be fun. It makes sense why Microsoft's trying to be protective of their properties because it can go south really fast and they don't want to oh. do that, right? They just want to make sure that that if they do another piece of media, it is handled with care. And it sounds like that's what Bungie's doing. That's what Riot's doing. They're like, if we are going to make a piece of media, we are just going to try and cash in on it because mm-hmm. if we do it poorly, it's going to reflect poorly on the company and they don't want that. And that's very smart. I have yeah. one thing about this though. So... Borderlands the movie is coming out and it's done by Eli Roth and Eli Roth generally makes some real good shit I'm, if you like Eli Roth yeah if you like Eli Roth into humor and the way he makes movies which I do very much that yeah I'm really looking forward to that very I, much so I don't think it's gonna be a detriment to the franchise but I don't think it's gonna make people join into because no I don't think it's gonna sell anybody on Borderlands yeah I, that's the thing like I'm not I don't know what they're trying to do I, because I don't know if you could show someone a Borderlands movie and be like, now go play Borderlands. That's it, It's like it, it's showing someone Mad Max and being like, I got this video game. You're like, fuck off right yeah. now. Like, I, I don't want to play. I, I want to drive a car. I don't want to play a video game yeah. right now. I kind of feel the same way about Borderlands. You know what would be a great advertising tool for? Guns. Yeah, like like, like like Like, you want to sell an <laughs> AR-15? Here's my companion piece. Borderlands the movie. <laughs> All right. Previous Doctor Who showrunner Russell T. Davies will be coming back to Doctor Who for the 60th anniversary of the show. Uh, T. Davies was known for his earlier runs on Doctor Who, such as the Ninth and Tenth Doctors. Yeah, I'm not any kind of Whovian, so I, I don't I have no opinion on this. I, I know that there are creators that as is am good, and there are creators is am bad, and a lot of different Doctor Who fans T. have a Davies lot of different opinions. T. Davies is considered about. wildly to be the best of the yeah, he's all i know doing, is that the um, guy who did sherlock who also did doctor who no, everyone Moffitt. hates that guy that's Moffat, right because he writes shit <laughs> Moffat does great uh monster of the week he doesn't do great overarching stories yeah well he's just a bad he's bad at pl- i think Moffat did the dracula pl- movies or the, the, the dracula, Netflix trilogy, dracula, dracula trilogy and um davies has been doing some of stuff with Apple Plus on uh, fuck I can't remember a couple what those are. Hmm. Um, either way, I'm really happy that he's coming back to play with Doctor Who. I mm-hmm. we're getting the 60th anniversary. I have I've, I'm a season behind on Doctor Who at this point because I haven't found a place to stream it or I just can't remember where I did mm-hmm. and I just, I just I haven't gotten into it. You need um, like Surfshark or something. Just I think it's on Netflix on like the English BBC or something. Yeah, I just need which, yeah I need a I need a VPN. We don't have anybody providing yeah. us uh, monetary support with that. So yeah, um, Surfshark. I don't know if you would like to sponsor us or NordVPN. We're we're open to all comers. <laughs> I was right? I was gonna ask. Yeah, I don't know any of the names. Yeah, I've heard them a lot on YouTube, but I. But yeah, essentially, Stop what you there. do need to know about this Hector is the Doctor <laughs> Who fan base has melted down the moment this news went out. This is, I'm this sure is they very did. good. I, news. I remember the last time they melted down because. A, a woman was going to be on their show. Yeah, that's true. And so, so I, I don't have a lot this is, of. This is the upwards melted down, not the downwards melted. Down. Okay, so it's a good. It's, it's okay. the good. This okay, is the good. okay, then I'm in. Yeah, yeah. yeah they just I mean, kind of great. Shit. I'm still not going to watch the show. 
Uh, let's see here. We have a couple more things we got to get through real quick. Uh, Sony Santa Monica has never discussed why God of War Ragnarok was delayed, uh, but Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos in the franchise, took to Twitter today to tell everybody why. Uh, quote, I need to be forthcoming. This has been approved by no one. Uh, to the beloved fandom, Ragnarok was delayed because of me. Uh, August 2019, I couldn't walk. I had to have back surgery, both hips replaced, and knee surgery. Sony Santa Monica waited for me to rehab. What a cool dude. Like, after I, I watched a really great, uh, I think we all did, a YouTube documentary recently about Stargate. And um, I love Stargate. Yeah. So, like, this guy uh, is such a, like, wholesome, cool dude. Yeah, I got to, I, I wasn't a Stargate fan until way, way later after it was all the way done airing. I mean, there's still shows going on right now, I think. But no. The, the, no, no. I, there's that's the original Kurt Russell movie, and then there's a show with MacGyver on it, and that's where I stopped. But anyway, the the guy, um, the, the the actor is so cool. And then when I got to see him in all the behind scenes footage of uh, God of War, the uh, you know PlayStation Four version, God of War 2018, mm -hmm. I was like, man, this guy's awesome. This guy's such a cool dude. He hung out with this kid, and him and this kid formed this relationship so that they could have a relationship in the game. Mm -hmm. Like, great actor. You know, top board dude, very professional, and then he goes and does this, and I just Sony love him. That documentary, um, or the studio, the behind the game, released that documentary yeah. with Sony's approval on mm. YouTube as well. So, yeah, um, Christopher Judge, if you want to get more information about him, I don't have those links. No, but, but they're on YouTube. You can literally, yeah. But I, I love them. Stargate, and I fucking love but Christopher Judge. Yeah, Both of those he, are great he documentaries. Went kind of a rant on Twitter about all of this. Uh, rant in air quotes. It was yeah. he wasn't angry at all. Uh, basically talking about how hard it was for him and how he was kind of being like, "Hey, do you guys need to replace me because like stuff?" And they're like, "No, get better." Yeah, they're basically they're like, "Take your time. No we have Chris. other shit. They have we, we we have other shit we can work on." You heal, and when you are ready, you come back because you are Kratos. Yeah, he is. He's absolutely Kratos. Yeah. And, and, and every, there's yeah, there's no replacement now. Mm -hmm. Like like that that was too good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, really, Scott announced this week that one of the projects that he's having written uh, as we are currently recording the show and is planning to film in the near future will be Gladiator Two. Uh, so that's kind of weird, right? To quote Tony from earlier today, <laughs> what story is left to be told? <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean, Gladiator 2? Well, I mean, obviously, it's, Are it's, we it's, really a, gonna... it's a sequel because, well, he's Gladiate Her, and then now he's Gladiate Her too. He, he, he Gladiated him when he killed the Emperor <laughs> and then died. Oh, and mine was about spoilers vaginas. Spoilers for a movie that is maybe 20 years old, I think. It's, Russell Crowe was in very good shape when this movie <laughs> right. came out. John Stewart own, or, uh, owns, I think the blockbuster, actually, the last blockbuster currently has. Oh, it's the, John Oliver, yes. The last yeah. blockbuster has, uh, the, the, yeah, Russell Crowe's <laughs> jockstrap from Cinderella Man. Yes, that is true. Oh, uh, I thought it was the jockstrap from uh, Gladiator. No, you're right. It's the jockstrap from Gladiator it's the gloves from Cinderella man anyway yeah. it doesn't matter look so I really loved this movie when it came out mm -hmm. I think I had it on DVD watched it a lot very cool movie lots yep. of action Russell Crowe is great in it um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is great in it oh, all the actors man. are very very good in it um, the older actor who plays um, the Caesar uh, who died shortly after is absolutely wonderful in his role. I really, really loved this movie. Like I was a little obsessed with it. We had like two groups of people at the time. There were the Braveheart people and the Gladiator people. I was totally a Gladiator people. Okay. I found Braveheart overly wrought. 
But anyway, so uh, yeah, Gladiator, wonderful movie. Why? Why? <laughs> why there's no, sequel? there's no sequel. Rome fell. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no more. What are you doing? I don't get it. Maybe it's a prequel. Maybe, maybe it has nothing to do with Maximus Decimus Meridius. Maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. What they're to saying say. they're saying people are coming back. So. Who? <laughs> Everyone's 20 years older. Is Russell Crowe going to put that shit back on? <laughs> He's the size of a couch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't mean to shit on anybody. I don't mean to call anybody washed up. And I do, like as, as, as I've said so far, very, very, very much love the original movie. And I'm not like, a, don't shit on the past. You're going to ruin my childhood. That's not the mode I'm going for. Mm. I'm just very confused about why this movie would get <laughs> right. a sequel. It doesn't... It doesn't need a sequel. You might as well. Ultra, it no, no, you anything. might as Just well have said alone. we're finally getting Shawshank Redemption Part Two, <laughs> and I'd have been like, I'd have the exact same yeah, reaction I'm, happy, I'm having now. What? What are you doing? <laughs> is there something wrong with you? Is this why we're in the worst timeline? Like, Who is like, making these choices that is putting us into show the me worst on the film reel where they touched you? Like, what is going? I feel on? like Shawshank Redemption Two is just like boot up an Anthony Bourdain like episode, and that's what you that's Shawshank Redemption Two. Yeah, like straight up. <laughs> All right, finally this week, Marvel has filed five lawsuits to prevent some of their heroes' rights to reverting to the uh, heirs of their of the families of their creators. Uh, the basis for the lawsuits is that the creators at the time were, quote, uh, work for hire arrangements and that the families do not own the rights to heroes such as Iron Man, Spider-Man, all of them. Um, if they were to lose in court, they would be required to share these rights in these characters. Now, the weird mm. thing about this is this would only apply to the U.S., which means like Iron Man merch that was sold overseas would not generate a profit for the families of the creators only for marvel it's 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 a weird complicated thing so i don't know at all because rights issues always are i don't yeah. know at all what the contract was with these people in the early early 1900s right. <laughs> according to me who was born in the 80s so people born way way before me had contracts when they went to go draw and write for marvel and create characters etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't know what those said i have i'm not a lawyer i have no idea i don't even know how to look that up mm -hmm. That being said, and I hate to side with a corporation on this, when I go to work, if I invent a way to make work way better, that belongs to the company I, I, I made it for. Mm -hmm. If I write code, if I do anything creatively that implements a system, that, that, that belongs to the company, not mm -hmm. to me, unless specifically stated so. Right. Uh, so I don't, I don't know where, where this goes. I don't know why the family of the guy who made Iron Man for Marvel thought that they owned Iron Man when he died. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know where that train of thought comes from. That seems like a bizarre headspace to work in. But if they can get that money, then great. I'm all for poor Americans getting rich every single day. Let's mm -hmm. do that. But I, I understand what Marvel's doing. Yeah, they're trying to protect their properties. Yeah, because when you go write a movie for for Paramount and Paramount buys it and prints it and makes it, that the 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 idea for the movie and a sequel doesn't belong to you anymore, unless specifically stated so in your contract. Right. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. Um, I think there's a lot to dissect here, and I think we're going to wait 
need to wait until we find some more like information about yeah, it. Yeah, we need mm-hmm. a legal eagle guy on this. Yeah, we need to yeah, get right? legal. Like, please be on can, our show. Can he be? Can he come on here and explain the history of comic book creators' rights right. and how that's not fun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that is the news for the week. But stick with us as we settle into fall in the boss room. Fall room. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is The Boss Room, our main talking point for the show. Sometimes related to the news, sometimes not. This week, I wanted to keep things a little bit chill and thought we'd talk about the fall season. Yep, it is that time of year where things, in theory, are supposed to get cooled down. We live in Texas, (laughs) that has not happened. Um, But we also get ready to be spooky. We just had a cold front, literally yesterday. It is 105 today! Yeah, (laughs) well... Yeah, 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 cold front is relative here. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it rained. Means, it means the high during the day is about 89. To, yeah, it's a cold front here. So yeah, everything's supposed to be cooling down and we get ready to be spooky. And believe it or not, us nerds have rituals too. Oh yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to drop some viewing recommendations, some gaming suggestions, and honestly, we are ready to get basic as fuck. Oh yeah. So let's just dive in. Does anybody here have any nerdy rituals or routines that they do during the season? And this is fall, so it could be Halloween. It could be uh, any holiday Um, I generally like to air the fuck out of the apartment. It's not just a nerdy thing. It's just, but it's an adult thing. So I guess that counts. This is absolutely a ritual. This is one that I have too. When it gets cool outside, you open all the windows. Mm. Open all the windows. Let the air flow through. Let the cool air flow through. You're no longer working with recycled air coming from the vents. Everything gets cool and clear and you can smell better and you can breathe better mm-hmm. and when oh. you cook it doesn't just like destroy the entire house it's uh, it's, it's wonderful it. yeah it's yeah. absolutely wonderful. that is a that is a great starting point mm-hmm. you know it may not be the most super nerdy but it's something that everybody should do just mm-hmm. appreciate the weather just clean yeah. your shit air, yeah. air your shit out yeah you know? absolutely yeah what else we got what, what other things do we like to do during the fall season oh let's see well okay so just to just to absolutely get as basic as i can i really like pumpkin spice shit like I really yeah. do. As soon as as soon as Starbucks released a pumpkin spice cold brew, I was like, mm, I don't really go for the lattes usually because I mean it's like a, a pound of sugar. Mm-hmm. But a cold brew with a little whipped cream on top that is all flavored like pumpkin spice, yeah, yeah, yeah. pump that mm-hmm. into my veins. I get one of those at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. They, they they are wonderful. Hot damn. Yeah, one of my favorite things is getting ready for the holiday shopping. Yeah. Um, my entire kitchen is Day of the Dead themed. Yes, it is. And every year there are several places around Texas where you can go and get Day of the Dead things. So I do a pilgrimage to various locations to find new Day of the Dead stuff to put up in my kitchen. Awesome. And it's just like a big thing for me. It'd be like all my hand towels, all my pictures, everything in the kitchen, Super Day of the Dead. And it's just been that way for years. And I just, I w- want to eternally just make that. So it's it's almost like the family with a Christmas tree where it's like one new ornament every year, yeah. but it's like a kitchen Day of the Dead item. Yeah. I, I think I picked up a uh, tortilla warmer this year, some new hand towels, a cutting board that was Day of the Dead themed. And I'm not even done yet. Like I'm still shocked. <laughs> Around. What he, awesome. what, what, for what James does for the uh, the Day of the Dead living room, I do the same shopping, for, but for my Christmas tree mm. because I like the skulls and dead things and all that. Mine are just regular decorations to have for the rest of the year mm-hmm. because I think those are just fun to have around. Yeah. Um, but no, you also it's the way I like to decorate my Christmas tree is to look at all the cool Chris, uh, Halloween stuff. And then go, okay, what can I, what's this going to look like on a black tree with some purple lights? Yep. Right. Uh, and 
now they've got fucking like reeds pre-made and shit where you can just be like, oh, that's just, I hang that up in what, September and I'm good till January. Yeah. Man. That's half a year, motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. We could do round table on like our favorite like movies, games, stuff like that. Yeah. We should talk about uh, one nerdy thing that we did last year. I think that yes. we're going to. So, so this is a tradition of mine that I invited James and uh, Tony to last year mm-hmm. is, and it's, it's just right after Thanksgiving, y'all. Um, on Day of the Dead, uh, every year, Dia de los Muertos, I um, I make mole. Uh, it's a recipe that I got from my mom, that she got from her mom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a really wonderful dish. And ever since the movie Coco came out, um, it's a Pixar movie, wonderful movie that is about Day of the Dead. I started watching that on the same day. Well, last year I had some people over. We all got to do it together. It's very wholesome. It's a wonderful movie. It's a if you don't know uh, about chicken mole, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know how to describe it. If if Mexicans made curry, it would be kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. It is a it is a thick, rich sauce over chicken that goes over rice. It's wonderful and heavy, and it goes very well with a very sweet, sad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the very uplift. It's not sad. It's an uplifting, sweet, sad movie. It's Pixar. It's it's Pixar. You know you'll what you're laugh, in you'll for. cry, you'll Yeah, yeah. You you'll cry a lot. But you'll you'll laugh and you'll have a good time and you'll be glad you were there and you'll get mole. Mm-hmm. Um it, it's a really good day, big tradition of mine. Yeah. L- love it. That's love a good that's a around. great fall ritual. Like I, I think I like that more than I like just the concept of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just because like mm-hmm. Thanksgiving feels like such a forced thing. Yeah, yeah. You have to do it's Thanksgiving. Like, you have to yeah. do it and you have to be with the family and you have to do it this way. Like a day of the dead celebration is just like, hey, I'm gonna get together with my friends and we're gonna laugh and we're gonna cry and have great food and mm-hmm. just celebrate life with each other. Yeah. Which is that's that's fantastic. Yeah, that's a, Catholics that's a great... were raised different for that. That was the <laughs> No. You that was fun. You you liked going out trick-or-treating uh, last night yeah last night this is nine in the morning we're going to fucking church right you gotta wipe that <laughs> satan off you yeah. you gotta wipe that satan it's off really you. fun to watch in the movies because i'm not having to live it anymore <laughs> um yeah that was a really crazy thing going back to the fact that i watched midnight mass and i knew that Tony had gone to catholic school and so he came out at one point and i'm like i'm not trying to spoil anything in the show but is this accurate what they said in the show about catholicism because i wasn't raised catholic mm-hmm. and he was like oh yeah that's absolutely true Wow, that's a really weird detail nobody talks about, and then just like walked out of the room because yeah. you know it is a and show it, centered around the no, no, notion of that. Catechism actually, is fucking weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, I came out at one other point, looked at the priest guy. He was wearing a specific color. I said, "Oh, are they doing this thing?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, yeah, those are the rules <laughs> yeah, for yeah, that." I know yeah, what that is. He, <laughs> yeah, he walked out and he was like, "Hey, is this take place during Lent?" And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And he's like, "Yep." And he's like, "All right, cool." And then like walked out. I was like, "Okay." That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, those are some of the fall rituals that we like. We, we mm-hmm. like to go shopping. Yeah. Um, Hector, you like to buy a hoodie every year? I buy a, a hoodie ritual. every year right around fall um, as we move into the winter because winter in Texas is when it finally gets cold enough. But I always buy it beforehand because yeah. I always pick it out way beforehand because mm. I want, like, mm. a good hoodie for the winter. And I think yeah. about... You know, I, I think about brand. I think about, you know, what I want to be on the hoodie. Last year, for example, I got an awesome Cobra Kai hoodie because mm-hmm. uh, I'm really into Cobra yep. Kai. And you got, you got, you got me a Ghostbusters hoodie. one. I got James a Ghostbusters hoodie. Mm-hmm. I got Tony a Hell's, um, what was it? Reapers, Hell, Hell's something. Come out in a, I thought it was Warriors. 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 Yeah, so I was, I was literally you. trying to remember. I was like, Warriors, Warriors. come out and play. 
Yeah. I was literally yeah. doing the thing with three yeah. bottles on my hand. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Tony got a Warriors hoodie, but everyone gets everyone gets a warm piece of clothing. Everyone I love gets a warm piece of clothing right around fall because they're gonna need it, mm. and you know it makes everyone warmer, and I like that. And. That hoodie is like the thick, the one you get, the Warriors yeah, hoodie is the, the thickest, thickest <laughs> like thick, like add like seven Ks or whatever how that's spelled. <laughs> and we got a massive um, oh, snowstorm yeah. Yeah, a few months later. Yeah, and I was like, he's like, I'm warm as fuck. I got this hoodie on. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about let's talk about viewing rituals in the mm-hmm. fall, right? Obviously, a lot of holidays oh, yeah. uh, that fall in there. We talked about Coco already, but um, let's say let's start with movies. Is there any movies okay. that you watch in the fall? It could be Halloween, could be not. What are the things that get you in the in the holiday spirits? You can only watch uh, Night Before Christmas on Thanksgiving. Since it came out, you know what I've been doing? I've been doing um, Hill House. Every fall. Yeah. I don't okay. know why Hill House connected with me so hard, but I just love that show. Mm-hmm. I like Blind Manor as well. I can't wait to see Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. But since it came out, I don't know why, but I can just like Hill House is like my comfort horror. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm still to this day just with like mouth agape at the single long shots in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can just I, I can watch episode six over and over and over again mm. probably for my whole life. I still haven't found all the ghosts because I refuse to look at a list. Yeah, but. yeah. There's well, yeah. There's Hell a House, lot of Hell House is there's a, there's a fucking lot of them once you start noticing. Yeah, them. Um, but that's a show. Movies. Um, yeah, I, I, I basically now that I have Shutter, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I basically just go through a list. Like one year, I did all the classics. I like watched all the Jason movies, all the Freddy movies, um, a couple of other slashers. You mm-hmm. know, uh, one year I went through all the Hammer films. I still need to pick something. And fucking October is tomorrow, but I need to pick something. I was going to watch Midnight Mass this weekend and then pick like a theme for the rest of October. But mm-hmm. it'll be a lot of spooky stuff for sure. Yeah. Do you have anything that you watch in particular in the fall? I, I just said the one. <laughs> just the, the one. The only one. Like, I can never, you can never find the correct time to watch fucking Night Before Christmas. Because mm-hmm. it's not a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Even though it's got Santa Claus and all that shit in it. It's not a Halloween movie because it's got Santa Claus and all that hot shit in it. I can see why Thanksgiving it's is the Thanksgiving only time. Is the only Thanksgiving time you can watch it. It's because literally because the Because you, you see the door and he doesn't go through yeah, it. And, it's and every of, time I'm like, what the fuck? fuck is in that I'm, it's Who just a giant turkey there? dude it's, it's a it's a cronenberg turkey it is okay. probably a cronenberg turkey no, you go through and there's just a table that never ends and people that never end and it's just like eating and you're like i have to get the fuck out of here this is horrible <laughs> i don't know uh, so you're like thanksgiving is so many different things like for a lot of people it's the i have to travel to do this thing and i have mm-hmm. to do this family's up it's why you don't like Thanksgiving is literally all these events that have to be pre-planned and yeah. it's part of the mm-hmm. colonialist idea. I, I love and appreciate my mother for the amount time. of effort that she puts into Thanksgiving yeah. because fuck, I never want to do that myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love to cook a dish for Thanksgiving and take yeah. it somewhere. Yeah. If I was ever in charge of the whole meal, I'd, I'd, I'd Dude, probably be a little... Fucking Popeyes. <laughs> if there's a Popeyes near you that's doing Thanksgiving... Fucking ordering. I appreciate that. I do. Um, It'll be the best so for, Thanksgiving you've ever not made. So for viewing, this will come as no surprise to anybody. Uh, the two movies that I tend to watch around fall is uh, The Frighteners, which I've already watched. Oh, nice. 
um, and 13 Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I'm not quite in 13 Ghosts mood yet. Well, we saw it's it earlier TV. this year. We yeah, all we watched did. it together. Yeah, we did. So mm-hmm. it'll be a, probably a background movie at some point. Mm-hmm. Those are my two kind of like... Not Meet the Feebles. Like, no, does anybody else like the movie Meet the Feebles? I, I love that movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it since I was like... A, like yeah, it was like... Oh. I was a child when I saw that oh. movie. That's that that explains a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should watch that because I don't remember any of it aside from when I was like when the movie came out. You don't remember the song about sodomy with the with the coming penis statues on the side of the stage that you watched this movie when you were a small child? <laughs> no, there is this ant thing and intercut with a puppet walking through a theater with like a Bren machine gun just murdering. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Okay. I, I just remember. Let's this, meet the Feebles. I remember this thing about alien family, and the and then it gets really weird. All, all I'm hearing I, is I, I just like somebody be like, "Hey, did you ever watch Watership Down as a kid?" I'm like, yeah, it was a really cute movie about bunnies. Like, oh, like, oh you were really young. You didn't. Sure. You didn't watch. You, you didn't Watership watch Down. Down. I still need to watch the Netflix one because apparently it's Netflix just one is very good. It is super fucked up, but it, the Netflix one is very yeah, good. Yeah, apparently, yeah, it's just as good, longer, and more <laughs> just as fucked up. Yeah. So for so, great viewing, yeah. um, obviously. Obviously, like I said, 13 Ghosts, The Frighteners, those are kind of super fun uh, that I enjoy watching. Mm -hmm. I love to watch anthology horror. I mean, just as a general rule, I do. Um, Creep Show is really great around this time, which is on Shudder. Who watched Trick or Treat? Because I've still never Um, watched it. You've never seen Trick or Treat? I've never seen Trick or Treat. The one with Anna Paquin? I don't think I've seen that either. I don't know. It's the anthology thing with the fucking bag boy, and I don't know anything about it because I've never fucking seen it. I think this I think this fall is going to be very different for me because that. like you were saying earlier Hector mm-hmm. this is going to be the first fall where I have shutter. Yeah. And so like I might almost just like turn on Shutter for October and just like pick whatever they. Yeah, got I mean they're on. gonna have Joe Bob Briggs like drive-in oh, yeah. nights. They just aired Elvira's special, her yeah, first special awesome. in forever. Um, you know, I I do a lot of uh, spooky reading around the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I do love horror books, but. Um, I'm currently working on the Final Girl Support Group. And once I'm done with that, I'm going to dive into uh, Elvira's autobiography because I've heard it's really, really good. Does anyone feel like this year in particular, or maybe it was also like, I don't know, I'm not getting any new shows, any new things that are going on right now. So I'm just kind of enjoying the things that I have and the like the few things that are coming out. Like yeah. um, it definitely doesn't feel like we're being slammed with media that's like falling. Yeah, like I actually yeah. have everything like a- seems like it's kind of in the middle of their thing and it's about to run out. Uh, Ted Lasso is a real good example. A few other shows that are just like either have started already or are later. Yeah, like there's this weird flux moment for like the next couple of like mm-hmm. four weeks and. I'm really happy about that because yeah, it lets me it. explore those kind of one-off niche things um, like the Apple Plus put out for um, what I mentioned earlier. Foundation. Foundation, uh, yeah. Too many of these things. I'm the like, only reason I, I remembered Wheel of it, Time. The only reason I remembered it is because I was like, I need to remember the fucking name of this so I can go home and watch it. Yeah, I keep thinking of the Amazon one that's also coming out at some point because mm-hmm. these are things that I didn't think were ever coming out because they're mm-hmm. books that would never come out. Yeah. But the you, was, we're in this weird flux part where we get to um, kind of just enjoy the things that we have, like enjoy these stories, which uh, earlier we kind of like, you mentioned the CW shows. Mm-hmm. I've been putting on the, you know, on Supernatural as my background show. And a lot of times I just stop what I'm doing. Like when he's like, 
I'm just gonna watch this for like five minutes. You're in like the final the season. Out of it. Yeah, I'm watching the oh, final okay. season of Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. a friend so of mine just got through that. it as well, yeah. and he's just like, "Oh my it's... god, you guys don't understand my journey." And we're <laughs> yeah. like, "Describe it to us." I'm never taking it. Yeah, yeah. The final season of Supernatural is literally a love letter to everything that came before it. Every single mm-hmm. episode is crafted around something. That, hey, remember when? Yeah. And I love it. In it's some great. episodes, you go, hey, remember when you didn't like this episode, but some people did? And you go, cool, tune in the fuck out. And mm-hmm. then you go do whatever the fuck you want on your video game. Mm-hmm. And that's something else you can do. Like, there's enjoy some video games. Game Pass is all of them. Great transition, uh, actually. I was curious, does anybody have any, like, fall games they like to play? Is there a certain kind of game you seek out during the fall? Yeah, I actually usually go, just because so much of the media can be a lot gentler mm-hmm. around the holidays, I usually look for a little more like high tilt action, but I'm also looking for story. Um, So something like Doom Eternal comes to mind, but you know what really comes to mind as a game that I feel like going back through now that we've hit fall is um, Hades for some reason, because it's like, and I don't mean like going in hundred percenting of it. I mean like starting it over and just like going through the cool, like relationship story again, because I'm way better at the game now Mm -hmm. I can, you know, move through it more freely, but I can still get to experience everything that happens between every run. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. I'm usually a lot more interested during the winter with the windows open when it's cold inside and you got a sweater on in games like Gone Home, mm-hmm. games like Tacoma, uh, games... I've been meaning to play one uh, Fire... Oh, what is it? The... Oh, Firewatch? Firewatch. Oh, well, yeah. Games that. like Firewatch absolutely is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Games that some people would call the walking simula- simulators either in a good light or a bad light, depending on how they feel about those things. Yeah. But games where you're meant to unwrap a narrative or discover a story through gameplay. Love There's a wonderful shit. game called Death Stranding that just got a director's cut. Yeah. I would like to recommend that to you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should actually finish that one, right? <laughs> like, fuck. But do it on your PS5, on your couch, and yes. just, like, do and it just, that way. Yeah, and just, like, zone and just, yeah. like, do your thing. Yeah, that, that I think that's going to be how I finish Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Um, can't recommend the two games I mentioned before enough. If you've never played them, Gone Home, you can probably get it for next to nothing on Steam. It's, Tacoma, like, two hours long. Yeah, and it's, like, two hours long. Same with Tacoma. Tacoma is maybe more, like, five hours long like you might need a break in it but i i finished it one sitting but um another game a lot like the ones i'm describing is the one that i described earlier in this episode which is outer wilds it's just narrative and exploration and the more you learn about your environment the more the story unravels Mm -hmm. great stuff um those are the kind of games I really lean into during the fall. I've kind of already started. In the last three weeks, I've played like three like weekend games, it, yeah. it, and it's been great. And I need more weekend games, mm-hmm. to be honest. I just the one that you just recommended to me, super oh, super liminal, super liminal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to pick that up because you were like, hey, it's a it's a weekend game, couple yeah. hours, and you're good to go. And, and you're like, good, and I you want. like got some, you you saw some cool shit, and then yeah. you're done. That's the way I treat a lot of the. I, I say that, but that's. I'm going to suggest Destiny for a lot of people on that because it has a weekly story. Literally, you log in and you like you do the weekly missions and you talk to all the things and you unlock the stuff and you get the story. Mm-hmm. Every time you log in, there's a new uh, episode kind of thing. And you can just do it once a week. It's a lot of fun. Um, obviously, because it's on a super high list on steam right now (laughs) but it's a good game it's fun no and and that's one of the things i I like cherishing in that like games i really like the story of and i'm just really waiting for halo uh, infinite because like 
I played there's five, a, and that story wasn't fun. No, but there's <laughs> there was four open multiplayer beta test this weekend, isn't there? I specifically want the story, and uh, I'm waiting till December. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel I, it kind of sucks, and that's the two dates between Halo and Bungie. I'm a little bit mad about right now. Like three, four, three. It's one day between the 30th anniversary event within Halo or within Destiny, mm-hmm. where I get fucking Galahorn back, and I get to go into the mystical Rahul Death pit and, and, and the next day is halo out. infinite it's literally you just gotta the get the galahorn real eight. fast you just gotta get it real fast so that you can play halo but there's no galahorn in halo uh, i don't uh, know man this time of year i couldn't play it if without co-op just, anyway if those could yeah <laughs> i just want to play the story of halo I, though so again i could just do that when it comes to gaming mm-hmm. um I want to do something like a Silent Hill but that's not always an option. Yeah. Um horror can be hit or miss around the holidays. Um as, as the right thundery night and how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um I do like to play a replay a Castlevania game once a year. Yeah. For a long time it was Symphony of the Night specifically, but in mm. in later years um I've been going back to some of the earlier titles um with the Castlevania collection having just dropped. Yeah, I saw that. Um that is a, an excellent time to go back and play those advanced yeah. Castlevania games. That and I from missed. what we were talking about last week, we were mostly talking about it on the Switch. That advanced collection is on everything. You yeah. can get it on anything. If you want it on your on on your PC, on your PlayStation, oh, on your so Xbox. Oh, I can play Castlevania like on, on my on my, my Xbox? Like right now. Yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that collection. Uh, okay, cool. Circle of the Moon, um, Harmony of Dissonance, yeah. and one other one. And I can't remember. And the other Don, one. Dawn of Sorrow? Uh, Aria of Sorrow. Aria of Sorrow. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody will do a it's documentary on YouTube about it mm-hmm. in like three months about how this is a lost fucking classic. It's because we can't remember the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they was, uh, it is definitely not a lost classic because that was wildly popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Castlevania is just one of those things that I like to go back to. It doesn't take me very long to, to breeze through one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of always on my on my list um when i'm thinking about fall games i'm thinking about something that i want to be kind of enveloped in um i've been thinking this year i've been wanting to try out maybe one of the amnesia games mm. uh, maybe the the machine for pigs i've heard really good things about machine for pigs i was never able to get through those i was yeah. far too much of a coward when those games were coming out yeah it's one thing that was when they had just really brought out the genre of the um uh not power fantasy, right? right? The game where you cannot fight the horror thing, even though this is a video game, right. you can't even look at the horror thing because right. this is a video game. And while I appreciate that now, back then I just wasn't ready. Sure. I, I was just just not. It was one of those things that numb. Amnesia as a series has always been in the back of my head for a long time because uh, weirdly, so like I have various Spotify playlists, obviously, and I have one for video game music. Mm-hmm. And for years, I have listened to this one beautiful haunting piece of music. And I never made the connection that it's like the end song for Amnesia Machine for Pigs. Oh. And I'd just been listening to it for years. I mean, obviously, it tells you on the track that yeah. it's there, but I just never cared about the series enough mm-hmm. to go. And I think I saw a YouTuber just talking about that particular game, and I yeah. went, Okay, this sounds like it's going to be like a really haunting game that's going to make me cry a little bit. Very also much so. Kind of disturb me a little bit. Yes. And that's that that's my good fall space. My my good fall space for a game is like disturb me a little bit and make mm-hmm. me cry a little yeah. bit. In that case, would highly recommend Machine for Pigs over the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I was going to jump to that one. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's easy to say like, "Oh yeah, I want to play a Silent Hill game or a Resident Evil game or or any of those things." But you know, I, I don't keep everything 
uh, Halloween specific. I just want something that kind of fits the vibe mm-hmm. of the season, right? right? The first leaf falls, and then yeah. I suddenly am like, "All right, let's do this thing." It's time to put on my my yeah. sweatpants and like. There's an atmosphere we're trying to appreciate, right? And it doesn't yeah. even necessarily have to be scary. It just has to be like the right headspace. There are certain games that just take place in fall that I might boot up and like walk around in. Yeah, you know things like that, and yeah, I love stuff like that, mm. and. We really are trying to like strike the right tone, right? Like nothing too cheery, nothing too, nothing too green and sunshiny, you know. Right. Like like we're 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 going for a a space here, this which is demise. why I'm so excited, James, yeah. for you next week sometime <laughs> to play Alan Wake. Oh yes, Alan Wake because is it out. is the oh. perfect game for this specific season yeah, yep. and this specific time. I better and finish this God of War, James. <laughs> I better finish God of War. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you got, you got, you got plenty of time. You don't have to get an opening day. But you, before Christmas, I, I want to see a James that has played, played Alan, Alan Wake. Wake. Yep, that is definitely on my to-do list. Um, you know, we've t- talked a lot about following the things that we love. I do want to make a quick mention here, and I know none of our listeners would do this, but y'all let people like things. Um, if they want to like pumpkin spice, if they want to just be part of the season. The world's shitty enough as it is. Let don't like football or don't, whatever sport yeah, is going don't, on. Yeah, don't shit on them for that. That's just my quick PSA. That being said, like um, any other quick recommendations that we have for the audience, for any movies, games, mm. things they just want to, you think they should try out? For fall, yeah, I mean, Anal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick myself when I forget a bunch of them. Mm. Um, but I mean, y'all know what you like. I would say, I would echo what James says in, in lieu of having more, uh, more recommendations is just... Don't ever be afraid of what anyone else is going to say about you when you like a thing, especially around fall, whether it's pumpkin spice or chocolate chips or Ugg boots or sweaters. Anal. It, or it, it, anal's year round, my friend. I don't know why anal's a fall thing for you. That that seems like a personal thing. <laughs> um, one thing that we have re- around the holidays. We, we have recommended this before, but I do want to throw the recommendation out there, even though we've already completed it. Mm-hmm. I feel like twelve minutes is a really good. Twelve minutes is a very good one. Yes. Twelve minutes or anal is a great option. <laughs> All right, we need to go ahead and wrap up the show with that. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, comments, and turns. We, if you want to tell us what you like to do in the fall, what games, movie please recommendations, do. please absolutely do. Tony, where can they find us? Where can they do that? Goodnight.gg redirects you to our Patreon page where you become a Patreon of our show and listen to the Final Fantasy episode and a soon PT episode. That is the playable teaser episode mm-hmm. um, because we don't want to get taken down. Yeah. Um, everything else is uh, GNGG cast on uh, Twitter and uh and Spotify, Spotify, and yeah, and yeah, and all that. Um, we've got info at goodnight.gg is an email address if you need to reach there or at gnggcast. Like I said, that uh, I've I think we've limited it just to those at this <laughs> yeah. point. All right, that's everything <laughs> we have for the show this week. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking with us. We always look forward to hearing from everybody out there in Radio Land. But until next week, for Tony, this is James. For James, this is Tony, and I'm Hector. Everyone, good night and good game.